0: You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey,
1: what's going on, everyone? Yo, yo. I am your host, Eddie, and this is my illustrious co-host, Marcus. What's up? Hall of Fame educator. <laughs> um, Let's go. <laughs> today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021, and it's episode 57, man. 57. let's go so uh we're gonna get into some coaching news man there's been, there's been some, some coaches hired some unexpected uh some we <laughs> yeah. didn't even know existed like your new coach um <laughs> yep but and then there's some that are surprising right so i'll just kick that off jaguars hire urban meyer i did not think he would actually take a coaching job in the nfl
2: you know what something always told me dude like this dude lives, breathes and like drinks football on a day-to-day basis. Like oh, yeah. you, you could not keep this dude away from football for that long. Yeah. Like even with his uh with his, you know, mental I mean, the mental health situation that he was going through, mm-hmm. um I honestly believe you would either find him on a on a staff as a consultant or something. But actual head coaching job, I definitely didn't see that either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's intriguing for sure. Um they they have what the number one overall pick? I think so, yeah. Do they go Trevor Lawrence? Bruh. He's I don't think he's gonna go Justin Fields, right? Nah. Like
0: because <laughs> like so you would think there's like
1: the OSU connection. Like, is he gonna Bax. do it? I if he's smart, he won't. Right. Um so again, so that'll be a team I'll be interested in watching, see how they go, um, you know, uh, move forward. Um, but That one stuck out to me. It was interesting. Uh, Next up, you have the Jets, the the other dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. They hired Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator from San Francisco. So I think last show you had kind of teased that that was the rumor. They were like, it works for it or something like that. Uh,
2: So, yeah, so they finalized that. I think the Jets, I think that was a good hire. Yeah, and apparently from what I've been seeing on Twitter and on Facebook, like their whole fan base is actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, well, Um, I mean, they should be. (laughs) Right. I mean, because who's the last guy? Adam Gase? Yeah, so it's I like, mean, yeah, he really do much. So it's like we actually have a guy that came from a winning culture, mm-hmm. and who's going to hopefully work wonders out there in uh, the New Meadowlands up there in New Jersey. So,
1: yeah, so I'll be interested to see what they do. Um, mm-hmm. It's been reported that they could enter that Deshaun. Um, um, Watson, Watson, sweep, sweepstakes, yeah, sweepstakes. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting. So, do they want to sure. give up draft capital? It's a first-year head coach. Right. You know, it's going to take probably at least three ones and a player. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a player that Houston probably wants. Um, <laughs> so it, you know what I mean. So it could be a couple first-round picks, like three of those, mm-hmm. and then um maybe like a second or a fourth or something. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But I don't know if him as a first-year coach if they're going to even want to entertain that. So that'll be something to kind of look forward to. Again, this is why I love the offseason, man, because it's you're going to have dude. the free agency, yep. you're going to have the draft, people are going to be moving and going and, and, and all this stuff. So There you go. Um, and then the Atlanta Falcons, they hire Arthur Smith. He was the Titans offensive coordinator. Right. And they've been humming for the past few years, so why not? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, I, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? Like I had to kind of look into it. And then once I said t- Titans OC, I said, oh, okay, cool. Like, I think the Falcons could be in good hands. Now it depends. Does Maddie ice leave? Do they get rid of him? Do they bring somebody in? Right. So again, there's another situation you could see a change of a guard there. Um, the chargers, this one was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes sense on the surface to me. Right. So the chargers, they hire Brandon Staley. He's a Rams defensive coordinator. Right. Right. So the Rams have a good defense. Um, What did the Chargers lack? We've been saying it for two seasons.
2: Defense. Uh, Defense, like legit. And it's not like they didn't have pieces on the defense. No, no, no. It's it's just that whatever game plan that they threw in as far as, you know, coverage schemes, things like that, it just wasn't working. So obviously when you have that much talent on defense, you might want to go with a defensive-minded head coach to shore that up because Justin Herbert will be fine with whatever OCU put out there because this man came out throwing. Didn't he put up, like, 30 touchdowns this season? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. So it's like you definitely want to put yourself in a position to where you can put your head coach or pick a head coach that is leaning towards your need. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's – that's. I mean, I, I'm totally fine with the hire.
1: Yeah. So it's just interesting. He just goes from one side of the building to the other because the Rams and the Chargers share the stadium. So it's like he doesn't even have to move, he doesn't have to go anywhere. Right. Just, there, just gonna scoot over here. Yeah. Uh so Lions, awesome. the Lions, Detroit Lions. Mm-mm-mm. They hired Dan Campbell. He's a Saints he was a Saints assistant head coach and tight ends coach. Right. Um, I don't know what to make of that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um if you're if you're under Sean Payton and chances are you've learned something right i think that dude is an amazing head coach for sure so maybe dan campbell comes in and and
2: turns things around i mean apparently the dude likes to eat kneecaps so we're just gonna go ahead and (laughs) i mean that says a lot like this dude's hungry yeah for kneecaps so (laughs) so hopefully i mean he, he works out out there so
1: yeah, for sure. And, and again, another interesting situation. You could see a change in the guard there with Matt Stafford. Do they uh-huh. keep him? Does Matt want to leave? Some are saying he's not really wanting to be a part of this, like, rebuild stuff, hey. things like that. So he could be on trading block. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's been linked to Washington. That's mm. kind of heating up. Yeah, we um, don't need that happening. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll take it, you know, uh, compared to the quarterback hell we've been in for the last <laughs> – umpteen years. I think that since the last like Super Bowl Washington has been in, we have like thirty something quarterbacks.
2: Right. Get yourself a legit hired gun like with it like that's yeah. been proven.
1: Like this is, quarterback <laughs> carousel needs to end. Like no more tickets, <laughs> no more tokens. Like the ride is not gonna keep going. Like we need to end this thing. So hopefully this right. offseason I'm extremely optimistic that Ron Rivera and company Will kind of solve that riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, other coaching hires to kind of round that out. This kind of broke earlier today. The Philadelphia Eagles, Marcus's uh, beloved team, they hired Nick Sirianni, who was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts.
2: Right, and you know we'll get into more of that a little bit later with um, our interview later on. But I think it was a decent hire. Um, anytime you can pull somebody from a, a from a franchise who actually was productive. Um, the mm-hmm. Colts, they've always had like, a, like well, since Frank Reich's, Frank, Frank Reich's been there, they've always been like legit. Like they've been consistent no matter who the quarterback was. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, he's been under Frank Reich. He spent time under Andy Reid um, and he's come from good regimes. So naturally, um, calling a guy up to um, be a head coach, especially if you're leaning towards Carson Wentz as your future, which is what the reports are out there. Um, why not? Like granted, people are saying, oh, he wasn't the play caller. But, Obviously, he had some hand in designing the plays, if that makes sense. So, yeah, for sure. Um, aside from that, like, I'm interested to see how that rolls out. Is he a leader of men? What's he going to do? Who's he going to bring in as his defensive coordinator? Because we're still looking for that position to be filled. Who's going to remain on staff? Things like that. But I'm actually pretty optimistic about this one. So,
1: yeah, for sure. And so far, Texans' job is still vacant. Yeah. Um, they've interviewed everybody under the sun, it seems like, to include, I believe they did interview Eric enemy That was earlier on. Right. Um, Let's talk about that real quick. We don't have to get too far deep into it, but people are making noise about the fact that Eric Bieniemy is, all things are pointing to him being snubbed yet again um, right. and keep getting passed over for a head coaching position. It blows my mind because you see how he is on the sidelines. Forget about the play calling, right? You see how he is on the sidelines. His players are engaged. He yep. he gets on them, but he's there. He he's just like a good leader. For sure. They they seem to respond to him. They follow him and and all of that. But you hear the naysayers say, "Well, it's because he has Patrick Mahomes." Oh, it's because he, but if you just look at the Xs and Os, look at the play call designs. It's not all Andy Reid.
2: Right. You can't sit there and say that he has not had a hand in the wrinkles that they throw into the game plan offensively week to week. That is completely far from the truth. Um, This guy not only is a leader of men, he's obviously an offensive genius. So why has he not been given or or been selected for a job yet blows my mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can sit here and speculate, right? You could throw the race thing into it. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Everything has been reported. The fact, or, uh, excuse me, reported that all of his interviews he's uh, interviewed poorly. Right. Tory Smith, I believe, tweeted and he said something like, "Unless the man is in there rapping his place <laughs> and, 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 and 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 his game plan, right? How do you have a bad interview? I mean, this I dude know. clearly knows X's and O's. Facts. He's 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 not stupid. No. Uh, something's going on there. I'm not saying he's blackballed or or anything like that. Right. But, uh, it just seriously makes you question. It makes you wonder." What is going on? What is the reason behind it? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Andy Reid is calling ahead and saying, look, do not hire this guy. We need him on the roster Yeah, hey, because I need him here if we got some more Super Bowls to win. Yeah, I need him to put a little bit of that spice on my playbook. Right. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, put a little pep in his gumbo, you know? Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I would like to see him get a head coaching job. Now, right. the Texans is not an attractive place to me. Uh, nah. You know what I mean? So... You just look at, obviously, Deshaun Watson. It, all, all things are looking like he wants out of there. He, I believe, opted out of his no-trade clause or something. Everything's right. kind of just up in the air, rumors, that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. all things look to him getting out of there. Um, he wanted Eric be enemy. Yeah. As a coach and Facts. he was vocal about that um, So who knows How those things are going to happen What's I believe saying? they just hired a GM I forgot his name That should have been in my NFL news Dropped the ball on that one But great. it didn't seem like Watson was too excited about that either So I, I don't know It doesn't seem attractive for him to go there But then again I mean there's only 32 of these things So maybe right. you take it And you just tell yourself Hey I'm that good I'm going to turn this thing around Facts Who knows But either way that needs to change. He he needs to be um, a contender to like a serious contender, not just to satisfy somebody's Rooney Rule, right? Like that. Obviously, <laughs> us being black, I mean, you know, right. it it's disheartening, It, right? it Really. So, is. Um, but moving on from that, I wish him well. Hopefully, he's able to to eventually get that um, head coaching gig. Now, Philip Rivers is calling it quits. He decides to retire after 17 years in the league.
2: Right Apparently he's gonna go home And you know Start his own football team um, And continue with he's his own Homegrown fa- Homegrown oh franchise gosh. Yeah um, <laughs> He's got so yeah. many kids If you guys don't get the joke There's like 11 of them Like legit in that house yeah. Mom, dad And then all the kids
1: Yeah it's ridiculous It's
2: crazy But you know Shout out to him You know I've been following him Since I was literally I wanna say about 9 years old Cause that's back when You know They had Damian Tomlinson That's when Antonio mm-hmm. Gates Was young And like Mawson people As a right. tight end Before or, you know, it was really considered like you got mossed on, on ESPN or whatnot. Right. But um Darren Sproles, you know, him with oh, his yeah. young like his young legs and everything, it was just a show. Mm-hmm. And you know, I enjoyed watching football with a guy like him because he was always fired up from day one up until his last day as a Colt. Um, you know, he was holding everybody accountable, including himself. He was a leader of men. Mm-hmm. You can't say enough positive things about this guy. So
1: Well, and, and I, to to your point, right? So you see him even this year. Uh, he's on the sideline. He's right. not one of those quarterbacks that just goes and just sits on the bench and give me my little surface tablet and, you know, I'm going to just look over. play. He's up there. He's rooting on the defense. Yep. He's getting people amped up. Uh, so, I mean, he's definitely going to be missed, right? I think he's always been good for the game. He's one guy. He doesn't even cuss. No. He like, doesn't. He will give you some dad gummets and and, and all that other stuff. Like right. he doesn't cut. I mean, bless his heart, right? Because right. I wish I could say I don't. Right. Um, I need to work on that, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's save that for another day, right? <laughs> and all I'm gonna do is just disappoint my mama. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's just been he's just been a stand up guy. Now, let me ask you this: Does Philip Rivers go to the Hall of Fame?
2: you know what, I would love, maybe not first ballot, but how could you not put him in just with the career that he's put up?
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think he'll be first ballot, but I do think he deserves to be in the hall. Facts. Uh, It sucks because, I mean, think about it, right? He's been, when the Chargers were in San Diego forever, such a small market. Mm Mm-hmm. So really, unless they got to the playoffs, you weren't really seeing a bunch of Chargers games. Right. But like I said, I wish him well. He's been a stand up guy for sure. Um, Another guy pondering retirement. Right. We got Drew Brees. Um, Yeah. I. First of all, let me just get your opinion. Do you think he rides off into the sunset or does he try to come back for
2: one last ride? For me, it's 60, 40. He retires 60. He's retiring 40. He stays. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends on how bad of a taste he had in his mouth from that last game.
1: So now I'll I'll follow it up with a the, a second question to that. Do the Saints want him?
2: I don't know. Um, it depends with depends on who, how comfortable they feel with either Taysom Hill or um, Old Crab Legs. Yeah, Jameis um, Winston. Yeah. Whoever doesn't
1: get that reference, we've, <laughs> we've said it before on the show. When he was back in college, he he stole some crab legs from the from Publix, the the grocery store down. It's a in great Florida. store, by the way. I love yeah. Publix. Um and. Yeah, what a clown. But anyway... (laughs) Well, yeah, so that's, Marcus usually references to Jameis Winston as, as, as old crab legs. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. So Sean Payton, I guess, had been on a few podcasts, and I didn't write the name down, so I, I do apologize. Right. Um In other interviews, it he kind of alluded to life after Drew Brees, mm-hmm. right? So you can make of that what you will. Maybe right. some of it's he's anticipating Drew Brees retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part of it is they're just not going to bring him back. Right. So so who, who knows there? I think he retires. I'm more of an 80-20 guy. I think 80% okay. he's going to be done. Um, his his wife did reveal that he played pretty much the whole 2020 season with a torn rotator cuff. So yeah, that, could, that could explain some things. Now, mm-hmm. is he going to want to get that cleaned up and taken care of rehab and then all the normal off-season workups that you do to get ready and to prepare for another season? Because mm-hmm. um, he's, what, 42?
2: Something like that, yeah. I mean, forty-two.
1: Yeah, he's not getting any younger. Nah. I mean, his 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 kids are getting older. Maybe he, you know, is going to start preparing for for life after football. Right. I could see him in a booth somewhere. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I mean um, smart. Yeah, for sure. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Yep. If he decides to retire, we don't even need to address the question of if he'll make it to the Hall of Fame. He's uh, first ballot, easy, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a hell of a career, for sure. Um, and then I heard that um Michael Thomas played with some injuries through that game as well. That makes sense. Just so, because he wanted basically to to help Breeze out. For you sure. Know what I mean? So um, they were definitely dealing with some injuries, which mm. which makes sense why their game didn't look all that great. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, so Drew Breeze ponders retirement. I say he's gone. Yeah. Um, now, hey, Dwayne Haskins, former Washington football team quarterback, 15th <sighs> overall first round. We cut him. Uh, he just signed a one-year deal, man, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I told you, he—I could see him you with called the Steelers.
2: You—you you totally called that a few weeks ago. Yeah. So if there's one organization that can fix like a quarterback like him that is like ironclad in and outside of that organization, you would have to think it's Pittsburgh. It has to be Pittsburgh. Yeah,
1: for sure. So I wish him well. Yeah, I've I've gotten my jokes in on this podcast and others. Uh, But overall, I mean, yes, he's done some knucklehead things as Mm -hmm. of late. I think he needs to mellow out and really grow up, and, you know, this is his, to me, his last opportunity. Right. Um, clearly, I, I don't see him in a starting role this year. Maybe Big nah. Ben comes back one more year. Who right. who knows um, how, how all that shakes out. But, yeah, Dwayne Haskins signs a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who would have thought?
0: Man I did. Bug. Um <laughs>
1: And then the last little bit of NFL news that I had that I thought was worth mentioning Mm -hmm. is our beloved NFL combine. So they're going to change the style Mm
0: -hmm. that they're
1: doing um, this year. So it's pretty much they're going to be doing um, none of that stuff at Indy where all the players are gathered and all that. They're going to do individual um, like pretty much your pro day. Right. Those are going to be filmed and then distributed to the teams. So scouts and stuff can can. you know like watch those things and then as far as medicals and all that that'll be done virtually as well each team can send one team physician as Mm -hmm. well as an athletic trainer down if there's any questions like dudes you know when they review the medical paperwork then go down and do an in-person exam Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think it'll be an interesting uh situation i'm such a nerd i i always call it like most other people the underwear olympics like I, (laughs) i i usually just end up watching it right um just to kind of see, you know, who's there, but which is weird, right? Because what can you really tell other than somebody's forty time? It's like, oh, these dudes are fast, but right. I mean, and then there's some 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 other things. Like I I like to watch the offensive linemen and when they do those like agility drills and things mm-hmm. like that. Like you're watching their footwork and uh, kind of seeing how agile they are, their balance, things like that. So there there are some good takeaways that I that I get from it, but I mean, it's largely it's just something football ish because then the Super Bowls wrapped up and you just kind of feel like in this football purgatory you don't know what to do right you know so it's just something to cling on to and and so this year it'll be weird i don't know how much of any of that they're going to be able to put on tv doesn't sound like any of it so we would just be preparing for the draft right speaking of which marcus and i we are going to start our path to the draft not taking that from nfl network but i don't know what else to call it um we will start kind of Going over some some of the notable first round picks. Yep, we'll go team by team and just kind of give our opinion of what they need, right? For sure. Um, so based on what we identify as a need for them, we can say, okay, I this pick makes sense there, whatever. So you know, we'll just kind of have fun with it. Again, we're not experts; we don't claim to be. We don't get paid for this. We just have a good time. For Sure. Uh, so you know, so we'll we'll do that. Um, draft is april 29th through may 1st let's go so mark your calendars put it in your phone talk to Siri about it uh buy me a birthday
2: present because my birthday is april 29th
1: that's right let's go yeah man um <laughs> well at least i'm off the hook from buying you whatever big bottle of alcohol you wanted that i said on the last show because eric the enemy did not get hired um in right. philly so lucky me
0: yep All
1: right. So real quick, just Washington football news. So Washington did hire um, former Panthers GM Marty Herney, as well as former 49ers executive Martin Mayhew um, for a front office role. I guess the title is to be determined later. Right Um, now. The question I had for you. So former Carolina Panther GM Marty Herney. He was responsible for drafting Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, Luke Kuechly, Curtis Samuel, some of those guys. Now, Martin Mayhew, he, I believe, drafted Stafford, Matt Stafford. I think he did, too. So now, having said that, do you think Washington can expect to start here? Because I've already been hearing it anyway. Cam Newton rumors, Matt Stafford rumors,
2: Jimmy Garoppolo rumors, Teddy Bridgewater rumors. I'm going to channel my inner Drake and say that I'm upset because this is one of those moves (laughs) that, you know, as an Eagles fan, you don't want to see because obviously this guy knows exactly what he's doing. So I foresee you guys picking up a Stafford or even a Bridgewater to a certain degree. I'm interested for some reason in my head. I think that Cam stays in New England. No, they already reason. released them. Oh, they
1: released him? My fault. Or not, not like released him. They just chose not to resign. Them. Okay, my fault. Yeah, so, so he's just floating around.
2: So, I mean, actually, you could probably bring Cam in. Definitely, they I mean, can um, go to Philadelphia. Nah, they already, they already. So <laughs> sa- that that ship already sailed. They're they're stuck on Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, you know what? I I would hate to see Cam in that purple and gold. That Maroon and Gold. Um Burgundy, bro. Burgundy, my fault. Um, dude, it's it's been a long day. No, no I know. <laughs> no, yeah. I, nah, but for real, like seriously, that man. dude that is a guy who's that athletic, who can make most throws. Yes, he has accuracy issues, but he can scramble, he can run, he's very smart. Um, with the right system, he will definitely dominate. And I mean, and he has weapons with McLaurin and, and Sim Squared. He has a run game. And when was the last time you saw this man successful? in an offensive system when he had receivers, when he had a run game, and he had a legit um coaching team around him. So it's like, why not bring in Cam Cam Newton with you know a lot of the same pieces for another go? So So I'll give you that actually. So my question to you is did Cam Newton pay you to say that? No, he did not. You sure you're not on his payroll? No, I'm not on his payroll. I mean, <laughs> I would love to, you know, uh Get some fashion tips from his designer from time to time. Just kidding. No, I am not walking into any meeting or, or even to my school looking like Aunt Jemima. But no, just kidding. But seriously, like, I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea to give him another go, especially in that burgundy and gold um, out there. Like I said, run game, weapons, um, the offensive minds are there. Um, he's familiar with your, like, he's, like you said, your GM um, Riverboat, Ron, why not?
1: All right. My take on Cam Newton, I don't want him. Um, <laughs> so for me, so it's always been his throwing motion to me. It's just been awkward. Right. Um, and then coupled that with just the injuries that he's had, mm-hmm. seeing him in New England this year, yes, you are right. His legs are strong, like he can run. Um, but that's not, like, I don't want to say that's not what we do. It doesn't seem like that's the identity that, Scott Turner and Ron Rivera want to have on offense. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I don't know why they would bring him in, especially when he was a free agent when Ron Rivera got hired. They mm-hmm. had all the opportunity to bring him in then. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he showed you anything in a great way in New England that would say, man, we got to have Cam. Uh, so I, I don't think they bring him in. Reason I say Jimmy G, uh, Martin Mayhew's coming from San Francisco, mm-hmm. it seems like. Uh, Kyle Shanahan wants to move on
2: from Jimmy G. Yeah, he did have a rough comeback.
1: Right, often injured. Even when he was in, I, I think, was, I think, he, I think their record though with him playing is uh, it's something ridiculous. And and I should have had the numbers, but um, I still, it's something about him. Like I just wouldn't trust him. Um, so no, I don't want that, and I don't want to absorb that big contract. Right, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Again, there's the Marty Herney connection just because he was the GM there and the left. So no. maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they're trying to trade, like Carolina's trying to trade out of that. I, I don't know.
2: You know what? I don't want to see Teddy out there because I know what Teddy can do. I know he can throw. Um, I know he's a great leader, and I do not want to see him out there in Washington football land at, at all.
1: So I wouldn't actually hate it. Now, I'm saying I'll it because say I'm a Philly fan. Out no, no, of no, work. of course, no, 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 for sure, no, right. no, no. So, so point, point taken. Right. But I'm just saying. So I've been kind of on the fence as far as that because uh. to me, Teddy Bridgewater, I, I feel has kind of been inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how much of that is the new system where he was in Carolina this year, right? Um, and and, and those types of things. So I don't really know, but I I guess if we were gonna go after a veteran, my pick would be. Um, Matt Stafford mm-hmm. obviously Deshaun Watson um, I, I was reading something there there are some quote unquote experts that think Washington could enter that sweepstakes and I can see
2: if you guys got D Watson how I would be eat that much more mad but to continue. me
1: to me if Watson comes to Washington the NFC East is essentially a wrap <laughs> Like, I mean, how could it not be? Right. And now clearly yeah. you still have to go out and play, but I believe Watson's wins above replacement this year was just over three, three games. Right. Um I would give up three firsts and a Montez sweat to get <laughs> to get Deshaun Watson. I For mean, sure. so people listening to this that are watching the football fans are probably like, dude, shut up. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like we did a lot worse with RG3. Watson and, and is all that a baller. Yeah, and trading up baller. for RG3 and all the crap that we gave away, like when you miss on that first round draft pick, like you essentially set your franchise back like 2 years, 3 years. You bring in Watson, that outside of injury, that quarterback position is solved for at least the next 7 to 10 years
2: you start running RPO out that thing with that backfield and then you got those receivers I mean you do whatever look, you want and you literally do what you want he He's a can literally guy. make
1: every throw he can I'll be disgusting he can extend plays I mean we don't need I, to go down his his like everybody I'd be listening annoyed. yeah I mean we all know what he can do It's just a matter of if Washington is willing to give up all that it's going to take to get him. For me personally, again, I'm just absolutely sick of this quarterback carousel that we've been on. Um, He would instantly be a fan favorite. I never understood the people who get so upset about, um, say, like contract numbers and all this stuff. I understand it. Potentially hindering your franchise from being able to re sign guys and things like that. But ultimately, it's nothing we can control anyway. Right. Um, so, again, if that's what it takes to go and get them and they believe they can do it, then hey, I'm all for it. For sure. I'm not, even if we had a down year, I'm not going to say, see, that's because you gave up the first round. I mean, how many first round draft picks just don't work out? I don't know. Dwayne Haskins. I don't know. Why don't you ask howie Roseman that? Right. <laughs> Right, just right up <laughs> I-95. It's not even that far. <laughs> Me and Marcus went there a while ago. So sure. it's like, you know, yeah, it, it, absolutely. Just because they're a first-round pick does not mean right. they're the sure thing. Mm-hmm. So, again, if it works out where they could bring Watson, listen, I'm standing on the table for that guy. Um, I'm all in. But, anyway, I just thought it was interesting that they brought in essentially two GMs. Everything's still going to funnel through – Coach Rivera, mm-hmm. by by all accounts, I mean, he's still going to have the final say there. So we'll see. Let's go Ron. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I completely trust him. Um, I do. I mean, how I, could you how, not how could after you this not? season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, other news. So pro football writers of America named Chase Young Defensive Rookie of the Year. So now, obviously, that's not like the NFL honors stuff. Uh, but they named him um, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Conversely, they named Herbert Offensive Rookie of the Year. So kid came
2: out and balled both actually both of them like the both sides of the ball dominant yeah
1: so that's just another accolade Chase Young can um, add to his trophy case yep and so we covered the Deshaun Watson stuff just kind of getting my thoughts on that but yeah I mean I legitimately think Washington is essentially a good QB and a wide receiver away from truly contending. Um, you can deal with the other pieces that you have. Clearly, again, right. you get into the nitty-gritty of it, which we'll do when we start kind of breaking down team needs and stuff, Again, mm-hmm. offensive lineman, uh, Mike linebacker in, in a corner, um, a tight end, you know, stuff like that. But I feel like some of that stuff can be addressed uh, via free agency. So There you go. But how about this? We Let's take a break. Yep. And we will – be joined by uh, Chris Bangle. Yep, a he's a um, writer for CBS Sports. Yep, so we'll talk to him, get his thoughts and opinions on the divisional games that ended last week. Yes, what sir. we can expect and look forward to for these championship games, and then um, maybe we'll get into a little bit of uh, draft stuff. So we will be right back. Yep. Hey, people. It's Eddie and Marcus here from the Average Sports Guys podcast. Are you looking for screen-printed shirts or hoodies? Maybe you need embroidered polos, hats, or beanies. If so, check out our guys over at Full Color Prints, LLC, located in Chantilly, Virginia.
2: Yeah, head over to FullColorPrintsDC.com or find them on Instagram at DMV guys and support
1: your local business. With over 15 years of experience, there's no wonder they're still in business and they're sure to meet your satisfaction. The Average Sports Guys have used them and you should too. All right, everyone, we are joined by Chris Bangle. He's a trending sports writer from CBS Sports.
2: How's it going, boss? So, you know, we grew up together, you know, uh, southern New Jersey and everything. Um, But what actually got you into sports journalism? And how did you end up working for CBS Sports?
3: So, as you obviously know, us growing up together, I've been a sports fan all my life, you know, Philly sports, 4 for 4 fan my entire life, right. um, and I always had way too much sports knowledge for the average person, I felt like, so <laughs> I figured it was a good idea to make a career out of it, plus um, I'm a, I always enjoyed writing, so I kind of thought that pairing the two together, that was the way to go for me.
1: For sure. Yeah,
3: that's pretty cool.
1: All right, so sticking to that, have you had the opportunity to interview any notable sports figures, either players, coaches, or fellow writers that are in the industry? And if so, what was that like for you?
3: Um, I have. I did, um, back when I was working in a newspaper, I interviewed uh, John Linton, who was a running back for the Bills back in the day, like late 90s.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I've covered Flyers games, Phillies, um, I used to run a site focused on university of Maryland sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, you know, sat in on press conferences with Mike Locke, Mark Turgeon, the oh, Maryland yeah. coaches. Yep. So, um, yeah, i that was probably the big names. Oh, that's awesome.
2: That's great, yeah. dude. All right. So with that being said, leading into the next question. So do you prefer to cover college or pro sports?
3: I would say pro um, My you know, man. I,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's something I've always been more knowledgeable about. Like, aside from like, I'm a university of Maryland fan right. outside mm-hmm. of work, but other than that, like college, I'm certainly not as knowledgeable. So like, I'm, you know, avid NFL fan Been an Eagles fan since I was like seven, eight years old back in the Bobby Boyne Ty that days.
2: <laughs> yes, sir.
3: So, uh, you know, I've always been a pro sports guy for sure.
0: Well,
1: there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I have two, right? Because I'll watch college sports. So, like, I'm a Virginia Tech guy as far as football is concerned. So, it's easy to follow like right. the one team. But if you're trying to cover the entire league, all the different conferences and it's all alive. the different players and all that stuff, I couldn't even imagine to begin trying to do anything like that.
3: No, I mean, like, over at CBS we our college football team is awesome. Our college basketball team is awesome. But I uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could cover that many teams. It's uh, (laughs) you know, you know, it's a lot. You really have to be faithful to the grind and like really know your stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've I've just always been shaded more towards the pro sports, like basketball and football, more than anything else yeah 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 for sure
1: sure. well since we're talking about pro sports let's get your thoughts um on the divisional round matchups that you know just occurred last week so obviously there was the chiefs browns bills ravens green bay versus rams and bucks and saints did any one game or games like stick out to you were you surprised about any of the outcomes or performances by say like lamar right i thought they would have done a little bit better did anything stick out to you
3: I would say, um, I guess just going game by game, as you talked about the Ravens off the bat, the Bills' defense really stood out to me.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't right.
3: really sure what to expect from them after, you know, I felt like the Colts kind of had their way for the most part and were in that game mm-hmm. the previous week till the very end.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
3: kind of thought, you know, I wasn't sure how, how are the Bills' front seven going to stack up with Lamar? Are they going to, you know, right. completely stack the box? Are they going to, even if you do that, it, you know, a lot of times it doesn't matter. So, yeah, you know, I was curious to see how they would defend him. And, I mean, that was about as pedestrian as a game from Lamar <laughs> that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, obviously getting knocked out, you know, was not – he didn't get to finish the game, but, I mean, the right. Bills were the more dominant
2: team for sure. Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, and as far as – I think one of the things that stuck out to me, I was a little surprised going in that, it seemed like every sports book, analyst, what have you, you know, kind of thought that the Saints were going to win pretty handily
0: mm-hmm. right.
3: against Tampa. And I just, you know, I'd say never get a bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I just, right. I was a little surprised that no one was giving Brady even the slightest edge mm-hmm. um, in that matchup. So I was not surprised at all because I just, the Saints, they've had a good year, but I just don't know that they really impressed me. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Breeze, you know, probably calling it a career now, he wasn't, you know, who he used to be. He's not the Drew Brees of old. Oh, and yeah. Michael yeah. Thomas obviously was not the number one wide receiver in the NFL that we saw in 2019, Michael Thomas. So, right. you know, I just, I just felt that Brady... Would have a little bit of chip on his shoulder, especially with people counting them out, and you mm. know you just never count out Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, so for sure, like to your point, right? Yeah, not a lot of people gave the Bucks a chance, and I think maybe some of that came from earlier in the year where the Saints kind of took it to them. Oh, for sure, a couple times. So I think I think there yeah. was I think there was that, but. um I mean, you were absolutely right. I mean, Michael Thomas was like non existent in that game. Drew Brees, I mean, he struggled. I mean, you saw Jameis Winston. Yeah. He he pretty much came in and, and, and threw the one touchdown. So um yeah, it, it was it was uh, I would have liked to see Drew Brees go out on a higher note, but I did see something about his wife mention uh in the last day or two. I guess he was playing the whole season with a torn rotator cuff. Oh wow.
2: Yeah. That's that's tough, dude. Yeah. And then one thing I actually did notice about that game is like friggin Leonard Fournette found some hands like I don't know if he went to Walmart and and picked it up started
1: against us Washington the (laughs)
2: first disgusting I'm like this dude actually can catch the ball out of the backfield and that's exactly what he did and I don't think the Saints could actually they were actually game plan for that right because he's known to drop the ball but Mm
3: -hmm. well no in the second half too like um you know Tampa was down a little bit early on and I felt like as the game went on like they used Fournette more and more and Mm -hmm. more out of the backfield than i think i've seen them do all year yeah right even you just little wheel routes out of the backfield whatever Mm -hmm. it was like he was getting open and he was getting to the sticks and he really gave the Saints problems like all night long for sure
1: and it was interesting to see because i mean the saints were a top-ranked defense absolutely right five but so i mean that that just i mean think about it right they they beat Washington, which is my beloved team. They, they they beat Washington. I mean, we finished the year with, what, like second-ranked defense. Yep. And then they go to the Saints' top, what, five defense. Right. Um, and they just beat them. Green Bay's going to have their hands full. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, it, that to me was the game of the week mm-hmm. Um, as far as the divisional round games. For sure. But uh, Like Ooh. I said, I, I would have just liked to see Breeze go out on a better note. Right. Even if they didn't win, make it a little bit more competitive, something For like sure. that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just – uh, you just hate to see it.
0: Yep.
3: No, you do. I mean, the way he looked back after the game.
0: Yeah. You could just
3: you kinda of tell I think I think it is gonna be it. I know that's been reported, but
1: mm-hmm. obviously
3: not set in stone yet, but I think I think he's done.
1: Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall there. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into some draft stuff. Not necessarily particular players, unless there's any ones that, you know, maybe stick out to you. So if we're just looking at the Philadelphia Eagles and then say like the Washington football team, are there any prospects um, that kind of stick out to you based on the team's like glaring um, need, right? So for instance, Washington clearly needs a quarterback. Um, They could use an offensive lineman. A Mike linebacker is, is really what's needed. And then you'd say like a corner. So based on those type of things, like I said, between Washington and Philadelphia, are there any players in the draft that kind of stick out to you? Thinking first round.
3: So, I'll start off with with my Eagles. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, every Eagle fan wants Devonte Smith.
0: Right. There's yeah.
3: no <laughs> if, ands a about <laughs> it. Pretty sure Marcus will agree with me. Yeah, I do. Every Eagle fan wants Devonte Smith in midnight green next year. For sure. I mean, the Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy winner. I mean, as everybody saw in the national championships he's unguardable like Turner. he is oh, yeah. a legit problem oh yeah there's no other way to put it so i mean i think with you're looking at the eagles with the six picks you figure it's just a question of does anybody trade up for a quarterback into that top five to like kind of upset the apple cart to
0: speak? Mm-hmm.
3: um because you figure what trevor lawrence is going zach wilson justin Fields, oh. most likely um Stole the offensive tackle from Oregon. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And then after that, you have the two receivers, Smith and uh, Jamar Chase from LSU. LSU, So I think think in terms of the Eagles, most likely they should be able to grab one of those two, either Smith or Chase. But Mm -hmm. I think I feel like most Eagles fans would probably have their heart set on Smith at six if he's there. Mm
2: -hmm. For sure.
3: Um, And then – as far as Washington goes, I think it's a lot of it's going to depend how the first round goes. I mean, obviously, as always, being a playoff team with mm-hmm. the nineteenth pick, they're you know kind of at the mercy, barring trading up. Mm-hmm. But if they are going to take a quarterback, uh, a couple of guys I have my own on: uh, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. If he falls that far, I don't know if he will. He's and I've seen some mocks where he's kind of up. Twelve, thirteen 13 right, Right. And then, um, Matt Jones from Alabama, obviously just helped them win the national championship. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, some mocks with him going as high as four. And then, you know, somewhere he's at the end of the first round, not in the first round. So mm-hmm. I think he would probably most likely be a guy that would be there, but, um, if either of those quarterbacks are there, uh, Christian Derrishaw, a pretty good offensive lineman from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech,
0: yeah.
3: Uh, as well as uh, Vera Tucker from uh, USC. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, those are two guys that I've seen go in that range and I feel like I feel like it's going to be offensive line or potentially even maybe a wide receiver depending on who's there. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, obviously, Washington has McLaurin. Uh, both Sims kind of showed flashes. Right. Right in time. Um guys like Rashad Bateman from Minnesota who mm-hmm. kind of sat out the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. Um Rondell Moore from Purdue was another guy I have my eye on. Kind of like a Curtis Samuel type that they could use, you know, kind of creative ways. But for sure. um and then last a uh, potentially a trade down. If a team is trying to get up for maybe Najee Harris. Right they could you know maybe Washington get some good value there and potentially you know work out a deal where you know they could accumulate a couple picks and get some draft capital
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah for sure um yeah wide receivers was one of the ones that that I um meant to ask so i'm glad that you covered it so lately my mind has been on like free agent wide receiver so i'm thinking of a curtis samuel something like that so (laughs) when it came to draft i completely blanked out but um what's the other receiver in in um, alabama is it waddle it's waddle yeah that dude is gonna be a problem too oh for sure he may be there at 19 if that's what washington decides to do i'd scoop him um i yeah i mean
3: i don't know how my only thing is like he had he had um Missed most of the year with a foot injury, I believe it was. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, he played in the national championship, so you could see he was hobbled. He oh, wasn't.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
3: he wasn't himself at all. But I've seen him go as high as, like, right after the Eagles, like, the 7 8 range. So, oh, wow. I mean, he might be there. He might not. It, that might be a guy they might have to go up and get if that's something that they want. But mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. it's just going to be, you're going to be at the mercy of the board.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And, and and it's always interesting, right, when it comes to the draft because, you know, everybody will have their mock. Marcus and I, we will do our own as far as the first round. For sure. And then so you kind of slate guys, and then all of a sudden you, you see a wide receiver run, right? So you may have your guy projected later in that first round. Somebody jumps up to take wide receivers, and then they just start going off the board. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, especially sitting at 19. I mean, I don't see us trading up to mm-hmm. get anybody if anything i could see trading back if you feel like your guy is going to be available later but um that's what i love about the draft man oh it's fun <laughs> absolutely
3: it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It run, like judy goes uh and then cd lamb goes two picks later and then mm-hmm. um 21 people go for rager like it goes off just like that yeah it I mean, does it's- yeah the Eagle should have drifted CD Land, but that's an argument for another day.
1: <laughs> Marcus <laughs> has told me the exact same thing several oh, times. Facts.
3: I was I just remember watching that and I'm like, he's gonna be right there. Or, you know, you might have to trade a couple spots, you know. you're you're not gonna have to give up and send them out more or less. Right. And then Eagles just sat there.
2: Yep. So frustrating. So frustrating. <laughs> So you know, with the playoff picture and everything that's going on, so next week we got Bucks and Green Bay and Chiefs versus Bills. So let's start off with Bucks and Green Bay. Like, so who do you got in that game?
3: All right, so Bucks and Green Bay. I mean that's gonna be a great. Game. I mean, yeah, my more of a broad take on the playoffs is for me just these are the four like the two best matchups I think we could have asked for for yeah, sure um, with. Green Bay you you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at it. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady and Rodgers, You know, they've only only played each other three times before this. Right. Uh, Brady is two and one. So that's kind of interesting to see, you know, how Rodgers comes out because the the Bucks also went played them earlier this year in week six and won thirty to ten. It was no contest.
0: Right. So yeah, I, I think
3: Green Bay is going to be motivated to come in and show like that they're the class of the NFC, I think, and that they're, you know, that game looks a bad taste in their mouth. And Aaron Rodgers is, I just think he's definitely not taking that line down. And I feel like he's going to come out incredibly motivated.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think there's something to be said. I mean, not that it's a secret, but going to Lambeau and The end of January It's cold I mean it's cold (laughs) They're calling for potential snow Now it's nothing Brady hasn't played in Right You know what I mean But I I do think that there's something to be said Like you're down there in that nice Florida weather Right You know what I mean All that type of stuff So I I definitely would give Green Bay the advantage there But yeah So who who would you actually take in that game? So if I'm taking
3: this head to head I mean, it's tough. I mean, I don't really think, I think it's possible that you could say that either team could win, but just the way that Rodgers has played all year, I can't bet against the Packers at this point. And he's, I mean, him and Javante Adams are just, <laughs> They're too good. I think, all on the same page more than they ever have been. Like, it, it's just been insane. I think this year, see what they've done, and I just, I think Rodgers is, not going to be, obviously, not going to be affected by the weather, which Brady probably isn't either,
0: mm-hmm.
3: being playing in New England for all those years. But I just think the way Rodgers is playing, it's going to be hard for Tampa to stop them. They're going to need, like last week against New Orleans, they got those three turnovers. They're going to need another performance like that to
2: mm-hmm.
3: beat Green Bay, I think.
2: Absolutely. Like, the word that came to mind last week with Aaron Rodgers and that offense is surgical. Like, that's exactly yeah, what that man absolutely. is. The fact that he commands the the offense the way that he does and the cadence that he switches up and he just recognizes defenses, he, you can't fool him. It's just a matter of trying to get to him. But even if you try to get to him, he's scrambling and then making a play off of the cuff. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I, that's exactly where I was going to go. I was definitely going Green Bay in that game for that reason in Lambeau.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really interesting. The first, uh, when they played in the regular season, uh, there was no Leonard Fournette. He right. didn't play. Mm-hmm. So that's something, that's kind of an interesting underlying storyline. Ronald Jones went off uh, over 100 games and two touchdowns. So, yep. you know, if they can, if Tampa can establish that run again and really, you know, give the Green Bay front seven fits, that's true. I, that, you know, I think it's going to be a really close game. Oh, I, sure. I think it's at least, I think that yeah you know, seven points at the most probably closer to a field goal. Yeah, is what I'm going to go with, but I'll take Packers.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Which, which I mean, that's what you want, right? For out of, sure. Out you of wanna... A championship game, like you want uh, it to come down to the wire. You want to get that sweat going. Let's go. <laughs>
3: All right, and then you t- don't want less. You're good. I was just gonna say you don't want last year. Um I remember <laughs> last year, day if the game was first, we got that great Chiefs game, and then yeah. the Packers absolutely laid an egg against
0: San Francisco. <laughs> uh, yes. so that was terrible. I don't want to, that sure. was bad. That was yeah. one of the
1: worst <laughs> title games we've seen in a while. Yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, for sure. For sure. And then to round out the championship games for the weekend, we have Chiefs and Bills. Who do you got there?
3: So obviously the talk is gonna be all week. Is Pat Mahomes playing? Isn't he playing? Right. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, he practiced, practiced yesterday Mm -hmm. for a little bit. He's still in concussion protocol. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Is he going to play? I'm going to assume that he is Mm -hmm. because there was also a couple of reports that it it wasn't even concussion, that it was a tweaked nerve in his neck kind of the way he got like ripped around
0: Mm -hmm. when he
3: was tackling on that play. So, I mean, what – I think he's going to play, and if Pat Mahomes is playing, I'm riding with him. Um, I mean, you just saw so kind of right off the bat last week. Like, this offense is just way too good. Right. Like, they <laughs> just kind of were doing anything they wanted on Cleveland. Right. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the gate last week. So, I just – you know, and barring, you know, him going out and Chad Henne having to come in and, you know, they kind of squeak it out. But I think if that doesn't happen, like, they win by at least two touchdowns,
2: I think. Absolutely. I'll give you that. Yeah. So to round this out, um, as far as the, the questioning for today. So how do you feel about that Eagles pickup at head coach and Nick Serrani? All
3: right. So, um, <laughs> you know, his name came out of nowhere the other day when they mm-hmm. uh, interviewed him at the beginning of the week. Right. Didn't really can't say that. I knew right about a ton about him off the bat, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, He's been OC under Frank Reich for the last three years. Um, You know, obviously, after 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Frank gets that or Frank Reich gets that offer, goes to Indianapolis, and it's it's interesting. I mean, I think in three years he's had three different quarterbacks. So the first year in 2018, they had Andrew Luck, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. he unexpectedly retires Mm -hmm. right before the season. And then they had Brissett in 2019, and then obviously Philip Rivers last year. Mm -hmm. But even like taking that year with Brissett, which wasn't good, they still, under him, the Colts finished eighth in the NFL, 25.9 points a game, and 14th in yards per game with almost 364. So the offense was still humming overall. Right. Um, And obviously the Eagles you know, what quarterbacks are they going to have? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, <laughs> is he going to want to think, is Sirianni going to want to transform Carson Wentz? Yeah. Or, you know, try and get him back to, you know, transform. Because I feel like Carson Wentz is at his best when Frank Reich was the OC. Like, they had a good mm-hmm. relationship. Facts. And, yeah, I'm, like, I mean, there's no denying it. And I think that if he can – you know, find that kind of form, again, obviously, he's going to stick around. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who he wants to roll with and what they do with that. But, um, you know, barring the year with Brissette, like, each of those first two years, uh, 2018 and then 2020, Sirianni had the Colts offense in the top 10 in total Mm -hmm. offense. So, I think he's a good offensive Mm mind. And it seems like, you know, he's the kind of guy that, Maybe the Eagles would hire because if you remember back when Andy Reid got hired, no one had any idea who Andy Reid was, and he never
0: had, yep.
3: you know, he had never had a coordinator job, never had a head of coaching job, anything. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: I feel like it's a wait and see. But I was definitely, I definitely rather have someone like that rather than I was not a Josh McDaniels guy mm-hmm. and some of the other guys. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen Eric Bieniemy get get in here. I don't know why he wasn't even interviewed. Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me, but. That whole thing the is discussion. Great. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get it. They really don't. <laughs> He's an incredible coach. Yeah, It's the yeah. best offense that we've seen in, you know, how many years. So sure. yeah. I just think that, you know, I don't mind it. I think it's going to end up being a good hire. And, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers are certainly there to back it up why the Eagles would be, you know, interested in him. So there's a wait and see. But overall, I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, so the one thing that I heard – was like last week or whatever I think I text Marcus was that what's the owner's name Jeffrey Laurie Jeff Laurie so mm-hmm. he's pretty much well so it was reported that he was pushing Carson Wentz on those that he was interviewing so it's right. like seemed like he was more interested in hearing what are you going to do for this team but with Carson Wentz right so maybe that's what Sirianni is that how you say his name Sirianni Sirianni is we'll out. maybe that's Maybe he was just like, Yeah, like I could resurrect this kid for sure and and get him right. But yeah, I never heard of the guy either. I think the only people who, who really did were people on the Colts and like the guy's family. Right. You know. <laughs> so
3: I mean we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I mean we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I do it's it's interesting because, you know, I think that's kinda why Doug Peterson got you know, pushed out the door because he didn't wasn't like coinciding with the Eagles front office agenda. Right. Um you know, he wanted to bring in his, his guys, he wanted to bring in Press Taylor, the OC, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So uh, it's also going to be interesting to watch um, as far as a staff perspective. Obviously, the Eagles haven't even announced this yet, so it'll, who knows when that'll be. But um, as far as, like, what kind of, is there going to be any holdover from the previous coaching staff? Like,
0: right. do you think,
3: Deuce, like, does Deuce daily walk because he's been passed over, what, four times
0: mm-hmm. for, sure. for a
3: coordinator job? or head coaching, whichever, because he went for OC last year before they decided not to hire one.
2: Mm-hmm. So right.
3: I think that'll be interesting to watch too.
2: Absolutely. And then on top of that, there's Jeff Statlin's stay? Our O-line coach. Like, does he – because he went and interviewed. And he obviously did get the job for – I'm pretty sure it was Bama. So does he stick around? And then, like you said, for the rest of the staff. But, I mean, it's it's yet to be seen. It's it's definitely going to be, be popcorn worthy for over the next, what, few months. So we'll see.
3: Yeah, I think, um, I believe the stat that I saw was that uh, the last three regimes, the previous regime, two coaches came from that regime to the, the one that was incoming. Okay. So I think that'll be interesting to see if, like like you said, the guy like Statlin, who's been pretty good with the O-line, I think that's somebody you might want to keep around. And, you know, Deuce Daly wants to stick around to be an OC. Right. You know, maybe you do that, but it'll be interesting to see, like, what kind of got. Guy- guys he wants to bring in or if he wants guys with more experience, since he obviously yeah. doesn't have a ton of experiences, any experience rather than a coach. For sure. Yeah.
2: Alright, dude, so um, we really appreciate you hopping on, you know, um, and giving us your expert expertise. Um, do you want to go ahead and, and plug your handle for Twitter or um,
3: sure. your sports um, page? You can, yep, um, you can find me on Twitter at Bengal b-e-n-g-e-l c-b-s and um you can find the all over CBSports.com. um i'm right about pretty much every sport so i'm all over there
1: awesome awesome well chris look we thank you for joining us it's been a pleasure for hopefully sure. we can get you on soon enough maybe closer to the draft or right thereafter. um yeah,
3: absolutely. yeah let me know i had a block uh Love we'll
1: to come back on. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, we appreciate it. So, everyone, we're joined again by Chris Bangle, trending sports writer from CBS Sports. Be sure you check him out on Twitter, follow him, read his articles, all of that good stuff. He's a, a friend stuff. of the show now. Yes, sir. And we thank you, and we'll we'll definitely talk to you again. Appreciate it.
3: Thanks a lot. All right,
1: all right, everyone. You're that good. completes our show again. It's episode fifty-seven. Of the Average Sports Guys podcast. 57. Be sure you check us out. uh, Go to averagesportsguys.com. All of our podcasts are there. We're back on YouTube. Let's go. Check us out there. All our social medias. We'll see you next week.
2: Yeah.